In the summer, we are on the go a lot. And whenever we come home, I always tell my husband how excited I am to get back and sleep in our bed. Now that it's fall and we're home more and back in routine, I am so excited to be able to sleep in my bed every night. The reason? The sheets. My bamboo sheets and duvet cover from Cozy Earth are heaven on earth. So soft, so comfortable, and even Oprah has described this bedding as the softest ever. Here's the lowdown. I get hot at night and regularly get the night sweats. These sheets are temperature regulating, which has made such a difference for me. Certified free of harmful chemicals, easy to wash, won't pill, and have a 10-year warranty. I cannot recommend these bamboo sheets enough. Of course, I have a code for you, COZYJAMIE40 for 40% off the entire site. Investing in good sheets makes such a difference in your sleep. When you go to good sleep, you show up as a better version of yourself in the morning, you're refreshed, energized, focused, and you look better. Good sleep is the foundation for my self-care. You deserve it and the people in your life deserve it. Cozy Jamie 40 for 40% off the entire site. And if you're looking for sleepwear or loungewear, I also highly recommend the Bamboo Jogger Set. The quality and comfort is uncomparable. Cozy Jamie 40 for 40% off the entire site. Go to jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash cozy earth. Hey there, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom, a stepmom, a coach, a conversation opener, and a BS caller. Eight years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Look, don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But being a stepmom is, well, it's just complicated. If you know, you know. As a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I went to the internet for support. But I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support I was looking for. Raw, real, solution-focused conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But it's entirely possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. Each week, I will bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Guys, welcome back. It is the first episode back after my summer hiatus, and it feels good. If you missed it, I took the summer off the podcast to regroup and catch up on life. I just wanted to be able to be more present for the kids and for Reese and just kind of take a load off my plate. And I also took a month off social media. I did think it would be longer than that, but I didn't make it. I failed on my summer off of social. I really did think I was going to take summer off social media and come back with this new lease on life, but I'm not. Actually, after sneaking on a couple times for some inspiration and to check out some of the fashion and health feeds that I follow, I was like, why the hell am I even doing this? I don't want to do this. I like Instagram. I don't need to get rid of it. I just need some more balance. So I came back on. Now, I will say the first couple of weeks off Instagram were amazing, but I honestly don't think that long-term hiatuses are for me. And I'm talking both work and social. So here is the truth. Here's how my summer off went. I didn't do half of what I thought I would do. 
around the house. I didn't do the writing that I thought I would do. I didn't do the organization to the extent that I thought I would do it. Time went really quickly. I had a great summer, but I did not enjoy my time off work the way that I thought it would. But I did learn some important lessons from this experience. Actually, yeah, two important lessons. The first, like I said, extended breaks are not for me. I like working. And for some reason, I've had it in my head that I needed to find this balance between work and personal and create this life where I cannot work as much. But I like working. I like creating content. I like this community. And I've been in this mindset that it needs to be one or the other. Like, I can't be the wife I want to be and run the business I want to run, or I can't run this platform while still showing up the way I want to show up for my daughter and stepkids. And that's bullshit. It is bullshit. I was lying to myself. I don't know how exactly I'm going to make this all work, but I love what I do. So I'm going to figure it out. Yes, I need a break every now and then, and I will probably do those blips off Instagram like I often do. But I have learned that I'm not one of those content creators or people on Instagram who find joy in being off for a lengthy amount of time. Thought I would, but I didn't. I was jonesing to make a reel and create some content and the whole thing backfired because coming back, I was just super stressed and less focused and in the moment with the kids and with my family because all I could think about was all the work I wanted to do. It's actually interesting. I had an interesting conversation with Darren about this one night and he kind of called me out. He was like, I get why you're doing this, but actually I don't get why you're doing this because you are one of the only people I know who likes to work as much as you do. The first thing you want to do in the morning is work. When we are on vacation, you want to like check in and and do work. You love working and you love this community you've built and it's not a bad thing. So let it be what it is. Big lesson. Okay. Lesson number two, you have to do what works for you. This is a big thing that I learned this summer and it's something that seems so common sense, but I think we often will scroll through social media and listen to podcasts and hear what other people are doing to achieve balance in their lives and be like, Oh, I I should be doing that. We get inspired. We want to do it too. But I think that it's really important not to lose sight of what works for you. For example, it sounds really great to get up in the morning every morning. Yeah, obviously you get up in the morning every morning, get up in the morning at like five in the morning, meditate and stretch and work out and journal. But maybe that's not for you. Maybe you have little kids. Maybe you are a night owl. Maybe it's just not your jam. It's not the way you want to start your day. So don't force that on yourself, right? You know, maybe your self-care is journaling at night or going for a walk or working out at 10 p.m. when everyone else sleeps. It's just so easy to get caught up on Instagram looking at what other people are doing and feeling like you're not measuring up because you don't have that quote-unquote balance that they're sharing in this like short curated reel. But balance is what works for you and we're all different. So I think we really need to be cognizant of that, especially right now. We need to be very hyper aware of what we are consuming on these motivational accounts. And I'm talking about people who are watching my stuff as well. We may actually be adding more pressure to our lives and it may actually leave us with more shame and guilt than if we didn't consume. Anyway, just something to think about. I do think like three questions we need to be asking ourselves are, does this fit in with my life? Is this what I really want or what I think I should want to do? And what makes me happy? Anyway, that's my ramble about my time off social media. 
basically I'm back. Lesson learned, pumped, and I am ready to go. So this episode is going to be a Q&A. I'm just going to answer some of the questions about life updates that you guys submitted on Instagram. And if you're not following along on Instagram yet, come say hi at Jamie Scrimger. I love to hear what you think about episodes. I love when you share out the episodes. I yeah, just love chatting with you guys over there. So one of the questions that came in was, how was your summer? So other than what I just said, summer was good. It was a different summer. My stepkids were all working, so it was harder for them to get away to the cottage. And they have girlfriends and boyfriends and their own lives. So it was definitely a different summer than we were used to. I did get sad a couple times. And I never in my life thought it would be this way or that I would feel this way. But I really miss the old days when the kids were young and we used to have cottage weekends and go kneeboarding and make s'mores and just like hang out with the kids. This summer was just a lot of time with Darren, Reese and I, which was great. But yeah, when we had Reese, I really struggled with the step family dynamic and being the second wife and the stepmom. And I was really overwhelmed. And there were days when I would dream about what it would be like to not be a blended family and for us to be just a first family, just the three of us. It's not that I didn't love my stepkids and it's just everything felt hard and I wanted it to be quiet and simple and just us. And now, you know, we're almost 10 years married. We were, we had our ninth anniversary Well, I'm skipping a year. So we had our ninth anniversary in June. So we've been together for 10 years, but I look back on those days and I'm like, whoa, those were special. They were hard. Some days they were a special kind of hell, but they were special and I miss them. Okay. Next question. What are you looking forward to this fall? I love fall. I love getting back to routine and the swing and things. I'm really excited about that. I love soup season and sweaters and more time around the house. So I am excited just to get back into our groove. We are on the go a lot in the summer and in the winter and the fall is just that time when it, things just seem to be settled for us. And I'm just excited for that. The other thing is Darren is turning 50 this fall. So that's exciting and also crazy. And we are throwing a big party at the house and we're celebrating him. And I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I cannot believe I have a husband who is 50 years old. How is working out and eating healthy going? Well, I have mac and cheese boiling on the stove as I record this. So there's that. Um, But yeah, summer can be hard. You know, there's wine and sausage on a bun. It seems to be on a regular rotation. But I have really been trying to take my nutrition and what I'm eating more seriously. I'm trying not to get too caught up in the rules about like what I can and cannot have and what I should or should not be eating because I can carry a lot of shame and get into an unhealthy pattern about that. But I'm really just tuning into how I feel after I eat something and just asking myself, like, how did that make my body feel? Yeah. So jokes and wine and mac and cheese aside, I am really prioritizing my health right now. I am working with a naturopath, getting my hormones tested, and really trying to work on my anxiety and diet and showing up as my best. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, I'm feeling good. I'm trying. But you know, 80-20, I still like my wine. I'm going to have mac and cheese. But my goals are to get 10K steps in a day, have more protein, less processed crap, drink lots of water, and just close the rings on my Apple Watch. Any challenges with motherhood lately? Yes, I'm definitely feeling 
like I'm experiencing more mom guilt than I ever have before. It's really interesting. And it's for little things. Like I'm asking myself, am I doing this right? Am I teaching her right? Am I doing enough? I just find myself questioning things because, you know, being a parent is really important. A while back, actually, I did an episode with Libby of the Diary of an Honest Mom. You should totally check out that episode. It was a really good one. And we talked about healing from childhood trauma and ending generational trauma, etc. One thing we talked about in that episode was about parents who had unmet needs or felt like something was lacking in their childhood and how they try and compensate or not make that mistake as a parent and actually end up going too far. And I'm pretty sure I do that. I do struggle to find the balance because when I was younger, I would say my parents weren't the most emotionally available parents. It was very, it is what it is. These are the rules. Like, let's not talk about feelings, toughen up, you know, just listen, whatever. And yeah, it was just like, if we were having a hard time with something, it was kind of like, well, that's too bad. That's life. And that's fine. That was kind of the generation I think that we grew up in, but I'm completely opposite as a parent. And I feel like maybe I've gone too far the other way and trying to minimize discomfort or make things super gentle and supportive. So I do struggle with that. Not enough to change it, uh, but I do struggle and I just want to make sure I'm doing what's best. With the older kids, so if you are new, just tuning in to this episode for the first time, my stepkids are 19, 18, and 15. So it's harder because as kids get older, they get to the age where you can't really protect them from anything. Like their mistakes are their mistakes. There are natural consequences, like grown up consequences. They have relationship struggles and work struggles and are just kind of trying to figure out who they want to be and what they want to do in this world. And I've heard people talk about this before, but you really do get to the point where issues in parenting feel so different because you can't protect them or control them. You just hope that you've taught them what they need to know to plow through the tough stuff and that they know you're always there for them. And that's really hard. Like you really just want to like protect your kids, but you can't. Next question. Any plans for another investment property? No, I do not think so. I actually am feeling a little overwhelmed with all that we have going on right now. And I am craving more simplicity and to be more grounded but Darren is very long game focused when it comes to real estate investments and all of that. So, uh, yeah, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. I think we're pretty tapped right now and aren't planning on making any changes, but you know, you never know what opportunities will show up, but right now I'm a, I'm a hard no. How is Darren? Okay. Well, Darren is good. He is super busy right now. I feel like since COVID, like in all the restrictions ended, we just haven't got a lot of time together. Reconnecting is something that we're really focused on this fall. You know, Reese is still in our bed. Please do not send me sleep tips. I'm not interested. But yeah, Reese is in our bed. She's with us a lot. Work is really busy. We've got lots going on. So we haven't really had that alone time that we like to have. So yeah, that is definitely something that we are trying to focus on in the mom's new year. Follows like the mom's new year. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Let's talk about the power of therapy. In my support for stepmoms, and anyone really, I talk a lot about the power of mindset, managing emotions, focusing on yourself, and things that you can control. Let's be honest though, that's easier said than done. 
Often our emotions and our perceptions are deep-rooted based on our own experiences, our childhood, anxiety, and what's been modeled to us. It requires work and often support to process our patterns, reactions, and the way we see the world. Effective problem solving isn't always easy. Personally, when my husband Darren and I first got together, and I found myself a stepmom to three and a mom to one in a very short period of time, I was overwhelmed. I was triggered, I was struggling to cope, and I wasn't showing up as my best. I felt like all the stuff that I had pushed down from my childhood was showing up in ways that I did not know how to deal with. I wasn't communicating effectively and wasn't facing the new challenges of life as my best. Going to therapy changed everything. The way I see my stressors, the way I see my triggers, the way I look at my relationships, the way I communicate. It made me a better problem solver and it helped me focus on what matters most. Having a neutral third party and expert to support you through life is invaluable. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, facilitating over 5 million video sessions, voice calls, chats, and messages every month. BetterHelp set out on a mission to make sure that everyone has easy, affordable, private access to high-quality therapy. Since 2013, over 30,000 licensed, accredited, and board-certified therapists from BetterHelp's network have helped more than 2 million people face life's challenges and prove their mental health. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is such a great option. It is convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. No awkward waiting rooms, no commute time, no added stress of trying to find parking. It is so convenient. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and if it's not a fit for you, you can switch your therapist at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash stepmom today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash stepmom and get 10% off your first month. Next question. What do you wish you'd known five years ago? Five years ago, and even up to a year or so ago, I feel like I was really looking externally to someone for the answers. So for example, when it came to the podcast or business, or even in relationships, I'd asked other people what they thought I should do. You know, I'd hire an expert and thought that maybe the solution was having someone new coming on my team. And I don't think I was giving myself enough credit. And I don't think that we give ourselves enough credit and don't realize how much we know and how much we're capable of. Our gut tells us a lot. Lately, I've just been tuning into my body and how it feels, listening to my intuition and the pings that I'm getting. And I wish I would have known that I needed to be my own expert. And to an extent, I thought I was, but I just needed to trust myself more than I did. And so that's what I wish I would have known. I wish I would have just like gone to myself for the advice. How was communication with your stepkid's mom? To be honest, I've had very little to do with her probably since after COVID or before COVID. I don't even know. There really isn't a lot to communicate about now. Like I've really taken myself out a lot of scenarios and situations. I don't even really feel like there are scenarios and situations. Like the kids are older and they're pretty self-sufficient. They drive, you know, there's not, a, there's transitions after school. So there's just not a lot of stuff to talk about. As you know, I, I am like trying to find the words here. I'm a recovering control freak. I like to have my hands in everything. And 
This has been a big lesson and learning curve for me to just take that step back and let things be instead of trying to fix everything. Like I'm 100% the high functioning codependent naturally, and I have to work really hard to override those intentions. So that's kind of what I've had to do in my step family situation. Just let it go, take myself out of situations and yeah, I guess that's as much as I'm going to say about that. Again, like the kids are older, there isn't need for regular communication. I don't actually remember the last time I've even seen or talked to her. And if I did, it would be fine. We, I would be like, hey, how's it going? But our lives just are not intertwined as much anymore. What nail polish do you wear? I do shellac and the color is naked. I get it mostly every time, except for yesterday when I got my nails done, I tried the dip and I hate it. So I'm going to go back to shellac and get my naked color again or a French manicure. Do you take moments to be proud of the unproven idea you had and how successful it's been? Well, first of all, thank you. That was very nice. I do, but maybe not as much as I should. You know, we celebrate, you know, when we hit different milestones and cheers and all of that kind of stuff. And we did celebrate when I was on Leanne Rhymes podcast. That was really exciting. But I do think I'm kind of like an okay, what's next person. I'm always on to the next thing. And I have been told that I am pretty hard on myself. So I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to celebrate the milestones and what we've got going on. But yeah, definitely something I need to be better at. What's coming up with Biomom as kids get older and the custody agreement no longer applies? Well, my youngest stepson is still 15, so we still have a few more years to go. But again, there's less to talk about, less to communicate about. There are a few outstanding things right now, but letting go and having faith that things are going to work out in that situation. And uh, yeah, you know, we see things very differently and it's really about finding that balance and respecting that everyone has a different experience and a different truth and just wishing everyone the best and happiness. And again, I guess that's all I'm going to say about that one. I know your stepkids are older now, but you still crave back to school. I'm feeling like a guilty stepmom. Okay, this drives me nuts. Yes, I crave back to school with my stepkids and my child. And this has nothing to do with being a stepmom or not loving my stepkids. Most moms crave back to school. Like this is a really good example of the double standard between moms and stepmoms. Do not feel guilty about it. You're craving structure and routine. The kids have been home for a couple months. Like we need to stop as stepmoms feeling guilty for things that are just natural emotions and just let it go. Drives me insane. What's the best part of your week? I like Monday mornings, the start of a fresh week and my cleaning lady comes. God bless Kim. Favorite fashions. So in the fall, I am really into like tights and big sweaters. I think the styles athleisure, like sneakers and a hoodie and a wool coat. Um, I'm excited for that. If you want to shop my faves. So yeah, there's a shop my faves section on the website and has a lot of my favorite pieces over there. So, you know, I love ripped denim. I love a good leather jacket. I try to keep things like timeless and neutral. So if you are looking for inspo, check out my website. Now I have been thinking about hopping on like to know it. So if that's something you would like to see, if you use like to know it, um, let me know. Um, I'm just kind of on the fence about if it's something I'd like to take on. But I do a lot of looking 
on there myself. Like I go there for a lot of inspiration from my favorite creators. So if you want me to share more of the lifestyle pieces and links to those things, shoot me a DM and let me know. How has parenting your stepkids changed as they have aged? Um, I would just say I'm less likely to lose my cool now. I'm better at looking at the big picture and I'm really big on natural consequences. And as they get older, I find like you don't really need to give them consequences because life gives them consequences. Like you can't really ground a 17 year old in my mind. I say a lot of things like, well, you're 18, you're going to make your own decisions, but I feel like I need to say this. I just want to make sure you consider this. Or I'll say something like, well, if you were a parent right now, what would you say if you were in our situation? I find it really effective when kids feel like they're heard or they're seen or their opinion matters and just kind of have more collaborative conversations about choices in life as opposed to like coming down hard. Now, I will say if you are looking to improve your relationship with your stepkids, I do have a workshop in the exclusive stepmom community that all members can access. And it's all about how to improve your relationship, their strategies and mindset shifts that really work. And I've seen them work with all different ages. So if you're a member, you have access to the workshop now. You just have to log into your account. And if you're not a member and don't want to become one, you can check out the workshop and just get the workshop as a standalone. And you can find that at jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash workshops. Now, I do think it is really important to check yourself and how you're responding to your stepkids and just check in with where you're at and managing your own stressors. So I know I can get triggered more when I am stressed or we have stuff going on and it has nothing to do with the kids. So I'm more likely to say react to a sink full of dishes or, you know, laundry in the laundry room or just like attitude or or whatever, like anything that could come up. If I'm taking care of myself and I'm in a good place, I let more things just kind of like roll off my back. So I do think it's really important to be in tune with where you're at and check yourself before you react and be like, okay, what is this actually about right now? Is this actually worth reacting to? Does this really matter? Should I probably cool down before I have this conversation? I do want to share one thing. It's just like a conversation that I had with my stepson a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, actually. For the last two times I had come home from a weekend away or we were on vacation and he had stayed at the house. Both times I came home to just like a pile of laundry waiting for me in the laundry room. Now I do his laundry. If I'm doing laundry, I don't mind. I don't care. I'm happy to do it. But it was really frustrating for me when I would come home and, you know, he could have done it while he was here, while we were away. And it was just like not a nice situation to walk into when you just like come home from holidays, right? When you're trying to get reorganized. So initially it it pissed me right off, to be quite honest. And I decided not to react and not to say anything about it and just whatever. And I'm glad I didn't react right away because it wasn't that big of a deal. But what I did say is when I, he came home from work the one day, I was like, hey, I got a question for you. I said, how would you feel if both times you've come home from a relaxing weekend away and you come home to get organized in the laundry room and there's like this big pile of like dirty laundry from, because he works, so it's like stinky boy, dirty laundry waiting for you on the floor in the laundry room. What would that feel like if that were you? And I have kind of a joking round tone with him and that's kind of our relationship. And he kind of looked at me, he's like, yeah, I'd be really annoyed. And I was like, yeah, so I, I am. So do you think maybe if, you know, you're here alone, you can just pop it in and do it on your own? He's like, yeah, totally. 
So that was so much more effective than me like ripping on him about it or talking to Darren and having Darren talk to him about it or trying to implement some new rule, right? Like empathy and perspective and just like having collaborative conversations. It's so much more effective, especially when kids are older. How is it going with the older kids coming and going as they choose? So I've said this a couple of times on Instagram and it's a hot topic in the conversation right now. But in my mind, it's been like, this is always their home. We want them to feel welcome here anytime. I don't care if it's on or off week, they want to pop in for dinner or if they're here for like, they really are just at the age where they're figuring out their own schedule and, you know, they have social life and work and all the things they're adults. So they do get to make decisions about where they want to be. And we just always want to make them feel like this is home. So it's not really an issue for us. I know that a lot of other stepmoms would find that really triggering, like kids coming in and out and not knowing what to expect, but it's not for me. Yeah, it's just, it's just not a big deal for me. Do all the parents agree on letting your adult stepkids decide where they go or live while they are in town? So again, I can only speak for us, but it's really the same as what I just said. They're adults, so you can't really let them do anything. Like they get to make their decisions and this is their home. We want them to always feel welcome. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, you can't really be like, oh, to an 18 year old, well, the custody schedule says you need to do this. They're just beyond that. All right. Next question. How are you? How are you taking care of yourself? Well, I am good. Thank you for asking. Um, how am I taking care of myself? Well, I am going to a naturopath. I am starting some weight training, trying to meditate more, focusing on, you know, spending more time with girlfriends and just doing a lot more of nothing. I've started to sit still in the morning with my coffee and not feel pressure to be doing, doing, doing or working. And it's really nice. And it's been helping. I'm prioritizing eight hours of sleep, taking some supplements, trying to get my 10 K steps in each day. And like I said before, I'm really just trying to like tune into how I'm feeling, listening to my body and just being kind to myself. So I feel content right now. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited for what's to come for the community and yeah, that's all I guess. Do you have any travel plans? Where is somewhere that you and Darren both want to go? Yes, we are going to Banff in Alberta in October. Darren has a conference there and then we're adding on a couple days before and after. It's just me, the two of us. I'm so excited. We're going to do a lot of hiking. But yeah, other than that, I think we'd love to go to Italy and Greece and Australia. But you know, we've got kids and life. And so we shall see. Hopefully we can do more traveling at some point. But right now, we're not. <laughs> I don't know. That's all the questions that I've got for you guys today. So yeah, I'm back. Pumped to be back. Really excited to share the episodes that we have in the pipeline. We have some really great guests and some really great conversations coming up. Next week's episode is with my stepdaughter. We're doing a Q&A then. So yeah, I guess that's it for this one. Thanks for listening. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, and if the podcast has been resonating with you, I would be forever grateful if you would head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, be sure to send it their way. Now, if you are craving more, head to my website, jamiescrimger.com. There are lots of blog posts and podcast episodes and resources available for you over there. 
And if you really want to dive in, I do take on a limited number of coaching clients every month. So you can book one call or work with me for three months. Either way, we will create an individualized plan for your unique step family situation. Remember, sitting around biatching about how hard being a stepmom is won't make being a stepmom any easier. If you want change in your life, it has to start with you. Chat with you next week.